As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Balk Talk Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, NBC Sports Bay Area's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to another episode of Bob Talk presented by Wendy's. Wendy's doesn't just have breakfast. It has a breakfast worth talking about. Don't let your friends miss out. Once again, joined by the incomparable Giants insider, Alex Pavlovich. Alex, thank you for joining me today. Of course. Um, I have a lot to talk to you about, but obviously we're dealing with free agency now because even though baseball season's officially over, we're in the rest period before the actual free agency begins, which is five days after the last out of the World Series. So I'm excited about that. Um, before we head into giant specific stuff, you did write about these top free agents heading in there, um, I guess in the pool right now, obviously Trevor Bauer was one of them, George Springer, which we've talked about before, but your number one on that list would, was JT Real Muto. And he was, he's kind of been the number one guy, but I don't feel like we're talking about him enough. So what makes this particular catcher, why is he so important enough to be the number one free agent right now? Yeah. I mean, he's been the best catcher in baseball for probably three years, maybe, maybe more than that. Um, he's, you know, he was in Miami, so nobody paid attention to him. And, and he's been in Philadelphia where they have been just mediocre since he's been there. So, and, and obviously Bryce Harper's there. So I, I think he doesn't get the attention, but you look at the numbers, you look at everything he does. Um, he's a really good hit, hitter, first of all. Has a gold glove in his past. Um, I'm always fascinated by him because you look at like sprint speed and he runs like an outfielder. Like he, he's been the fastest catcher for, I think, five or six years right up there. So, um, just a really good athlete, somebody who was hitting free agency in his prime. And uh, it, it's interesting with him. I think he doesn't get talked about a lot because it, it's hard sometimes with the catcher. It's like it, it's not a 40 homer guy. Um, it, it's not Bauer coming off of Cy Young, but it's just a really good all around player, the best all around player in this market and should be able to help um, a few teams. Sorry, my dog's shaking. If totally you fine. Dingling, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's interesting too with catchers. I mean, sometimes you're set and you just don't need to go get that guy because you have your guy and the Giants are in that spot, but he's the best guy out there and, and he should get a huge deal. And I would expect Philadelphia to try really hard to keep him, especially because Harper is out there on Instagram wearing real Muto jerseys. So um, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I feel like if Bryce Harper ever wore one of my jerseys, there was a payday ahead of me. And, and it's interesting that you brought up the catcher position because since the beginning of when my little brother was a catcher, it's such an underappreciated position. And it's and I think it has a lot to do with we don't know what to expect with catchers. You mentioned like the lack of 40 home runs and stuff like that. So when a guy like this happens, you want to pay attention. So that's a really interesting pick from that. Uh, DJ LeMahieu was also on this list. We didn't talk about him before, but this guy has just been sensational um, this season. So what would a team, we're not going to talk about the Giants necessarily, but what would a team have to do to acquire a guy like LeMahieu? 
Yeah, I've always loved him. I loved him two years ago. I thought the Giants should have gone out and, and got him there and, and then. And I know there was some interest, but um, got a two-year deal, $24 million from the Yankees. Just an absolute steal. He's been one of their best players the last years, even with all the star power there. It, you know, apparently he's become a real fan favorite just because of the way he plays the game and um, how dependable he is. He was that way in Denver, and everybody thought it was Coors Field, and then he goes to New York, and he wins another batting title. So just a guy who, you know, as Marty Rory would say, I mean, he just hits. He can hit. I mean, he's just an incredible all-around hitter, plays second base, plays a good second base, um, can play third base, can play first base for you. He's older, and he hit free agency the first time um, in his 30s, so that's going to limit him probably to, again, two years, I would think, and maybe one year. We'll see. I I don't have really high hopes for this market, but, you know – on any contender, I mean, you can slide that guy right in there and he's your number two hitter. So I know it's going to be a weird free agency, but if you're over 30, mm-hmm. you're still old. That will never change, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's cool. I'm not going to. I know, same. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cool, that's that's cool. Um, but we don't have to go into that. Um, let's go more toward giant central stuff, uh, these possible free agent mm-hmm. targets. But you had a dream list and I'm working on my A's version of the of the dream list. And I feel like yours are probably gonna be way more attainable possibly as far as my list goes. But there was a, t- a name that, a couple of names that stood out to me. First of all, we talked about uh, Gossman and, but he's a former, he just came off the giants, which is interesting. And how is he a dream pick if he's just now coming off of a season with the Giants? Yeah, putting together a dream list was was interesting. And, it, it, you know, everybody wants to go into free agency and, and say, look, go and get Trevor Bauer, go and get George Springer. Um, there we go. We're set. Uh, but it, it's not realistic. And it, it's not realistic, especially for the Giants right now. And, and so I tried to look at their actual holes and where they are financially. Um, and, and Kevin Gossman was somebody who was their ace. He was their best pitcher. He really liked it here. He said at the trade deadline, he didn't want to go anywhere. He, he said afterwards he was happy he stayed. He said at the end of the year uh, that he would like to come back if it works. The Giants said they would like to bring him back. And I just think, you know, maybe he's not an ace. I, I think he has potential to turn into an ace, just given what we've seen. I mean, he was up to 97, 98 this year. The splitter is unbelievable. It's one of the best pitches in baseball and has the potential to be one of those guys. I mean, we've seen it over and over again. The Giants saw it with Jason Schmidt, um, Charlie Morton. We just saw, you know, in, in Tampa, there are these guys who get into their thirties and, and figure it out. Um, it's not bad to be over your, over 30 sometimes. So these guys figure it out. And I think he has the potential to do that, but at the very least, just a, a very good starter for your rotation and somebody who can be a number two or number three down the line. And, and they don't have that. I mean, they have two guys in the rotation next year. And those guys, I, I think, had ERAs of like 5.4 and 5.7 this year. So they need somebody who can start on opening day for them next year and somebody who can go up against the Dodgers and the Padres and give them a shot when, when Bueller's on the other mound and, uh, on, you know, when Denelson LeMay and, and Cleaventer are starting. Uh, you just need somebody, and I, I think he's a good fit and somebody who, who's probably not going to cost nearly as much as what you usually expect from free agent kind of top-of-the-line starters. So this dream, it could be a reality, but if it, if not the Giants, where would he fit in though? Because you mentioned, you know, he's in his thirties and he's doing that thing that it's impressive. You know, he's getting all this velocity and doing the Charlie Morton thing, but how many teams would actually go out for a 30 year old right now? Over 30. You know, I think right now, every, just about everybody, I, I think what will play to his advantage is we've seen the shift, um, the analytic shift 
people want to call it, but really it's just finding a better way to, to make these guys better players. And, and the Giants did that with him. I mean, they, they really helped him focus on what he does well. And, and he had a breakout season. I think there are teams out there, we've seen it repeatedly. We've seen the Astros do it. We've seen Tampa Bay do it. They're going to go out there and get guys like this who have really good stuff, and they're going to figure it out after that. Um, I, I think the Yankees come to mind as an organization that tries to do that now. So my guess is there's going to be a lot of interest in him, and, and especially after Bauer, you know, he dropped to Marcus Stroman. I'd rather have Kevin Gossman, quite frankly, than Stroman. Um, and, and after that, I mean, you're dropping down to guys like Tanaka, Robbie Ray. There's just not a lot of guys out there who have the potential to be a, a, a number two starter. And I, I think Kevin does. And I want my mom to know that somebody will still love me, even though I'm in my 30s. So that's good <laughs> to know from that perspective. Another dream guy that I was really intrigued by, you wrote Jock Peterson. And I there's so much to unpack with that, obviously coming off the Dodgers. Jocktober is an actual thing. The guy I mostly just want to do hashtag Jocktober. So that's that's the main reason he was on the list. But go ahead. There is. And that's the thing though, too. Like he he's really impressed me. And I, I didn't want to like him just because when he was younger, I was like, I don't like I don't like the young attitude he has, but he's really grown on me. So he's on that dream list, but why put him on the dream list and how is he a dream that is attainable? Yeah, I think in theory, he, he fits a lot of what they have. I mean, Mike Yastrzemski hits from the left side. Alex Dickerson hits from the left side. So he is similar, but you could put all three of those guys out there together um, in an outfield. You could put Yastrzemski in center field. Jock has played center field in the past, although not really anymore and, and probably not ideal at Oracle. But they do need another left-handed bat. It's something they're trying to get during the season. It, it's probably an easier fit as a backup infielder, but Jock is a really good platoon player. And in this division, especially with all the right-handed starting pitching, he's somebody who can play an awful lot. And, you know, you can fit him out there with Austin Slater. You can fit him out there moving forward with, with an Elliot Ramos or, or whoever else they have come up. And, and just a really good fit from that perspective. I mean, he, he hits right-handed pitching as well as anybody. He had 36 homers against righties last year. He is a platoon player. He probably wants to be more, but um, just really fits what they're trying to do in, in embracing those platoons. And, you know, he's a Bay Area guy. He's from Palo Alto High School. Uh, he, he's friendly with Brandon Crawford. He is close with Hunter Bishop. I know Farhan Zaidi, every time the Dodgers, you know, we, the Giants would go down there to play the Dodgers last year, they would talk. So he knows him well. He, he knows the personality. He knows what kind of person he is. So I think when you're talking about a hometown guy who fills a huge need and probably isn't going to cost too much because he's not a Springer, he's not you know, your, your $100 million outfielder, I think he's probably somebody who's looking more like a two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal. To me, that's a pretty good fit. Yeah, and even not not now, but maybe toward the end of his career where he could retire at a place that, you know, he grew up, which I love to see that. Um, that's a really intriguing pick, and I, I would actually love that. I mean, what more do you want in a player than a guy who, who does well against right-handed pitching? It's pretty amazing from that perspective. We talked about this before we pressed the record button. Um, I'm kind of upset that people were making fun of you for adding Tommy LaStella, yeah. um, and because I'm a huge Tommy LaStella fan. The guy, 12 strikeouts the entire season, and he's just quiet, and he gets out there, and um, before he went from the Angels to the A's, Bassett was pitching to him constantly saying, I'm so glad I no longer have to pitch to La Stella. So he was on your dream list, minus the fact that people were complaining, which is BS. Why is he such a, an interesting pick and a dream pick for the Giants? Because I love the guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, 
most of what I saw from him this year was on your Twitter feed and, and Shana and the other people who cover the A's just because I, I think you guys all had a real appreciation for what he did. And, and the Giants did see him. I mean, he hit a walk-off homer off him. So they, they know him well. That was an infamous, infamous moment in their season. But I, I think you think on the outside, I mean, utility guy, a guy who's bounced around a little bit, um, not a huge power guy. But like you mentioned, doesn't strike out a whole lot. And I, I just think he fills what to me is a huge need and, and something that wasn't talked about a whole lot this year. They need somebody who can play third base and hit from the left side to help Evan Longoria. He played too much. He wore down at the end of the year. Um, he had huge platoon splits, had it the year before as well. So they need somebody there. Pablo Sandoval didn't work, and they never found somebody to replace that spot. And it, as good as Donovan Solano was this year and as much as Wilmer Flores was a huge boost. They have three second basemen and all of them hit from the right side. So again, you need somebody who can balance them out there. Just think he's a really good fit for the roster um, for his sake. I mean, I, I hope somebody gives him, you know, I don't know, life-changing money. I don't know if that's possible in this, in this uh, off season. Yeah. We'll see what the contract is. Life-changing money for you and me. Yeah, for us but... it would be, but yeah. I, I, he, he probably deserves to go somewhere and have a real opportunity. I mean, it seems like he hasn't gotten that a whole lot in his career and has earned that the last couple of years. But if you're talking about pure fit for the roster, um, they really need somebody who hits from the left side and can play second base and third base. Now, since I wrote that, you know, Colton Wong became a free agent. There are going to be other guys like that, but that is to me just a, a huge need and something that they should pretty easily be able to fill given what I think the market's going to look like. Yeah. And one thing that Billy Bean was very open about, he, and he was, you don't really hear these guys say like, I'm interested, but, on the top of his priority list was bringing Listella back. And so that was kind of interesting. And I didn't prep you for this and, and forgive me, but I, um, Jake Lamb comes to mind because he had to kind of fill the void for Matt Chapman. And Listella did a pretty good job, but he was great anywhere. So a guy like Jake Lamb comes to mind because he's played against the Giants. He knows how to deal with the NL West quite a bit during his time at the Diamondbacks, hitting pretty much every single game in the regular season after he was acquired um, to fill in for Matt Chapman. What about a guy like that to play third base for the Giants? Yeah, I've always liked him. I mean, he absolutely killed Santiago Casilla back in the day. Like it was to the point that you were like, why are, why are they sending him out there again against Lamb? Um, one of those situations. And, I just think for me that the big need in, in this team, especially, you know, one thing people haven't really paid attention to is rosters are going back to 26 players. And you look at the Giants this year, they really took advantage of having 28 and, and really took advantage of those two extra spots. And given what they have on the infield and the fact that Brandon Belt is purely a first baseman, he can play some left field, but Evan Longoria, purely a third baseman. Crawford only plays short. Um, Solano and Wilmer Flores, you know, mostly second base Flores can play first, but they figured out pretty early this year that neither one of those guys should be at third base. So I, I think the key is going to be versatility and the key is going to be having somebody who can move around. I know Lamb has played some first base, but I, I don't think he's ever played second base in his life and, and probably is not a great fit out there, um, which is kind of the issue they had with Pablo. Like if you have a guy who can only really play third and first yeah. and you don't have a DH, it limits you a little bit. Yeah, so it just randomly popped in my eyes. Like, oh, that actually doesn't sound like a bad idea. Are you faithful to the Bay? 49ers 2021 season tickets are available now and locations are filling up quickly. Lock in your seats with a deposit today to secure your spot for next season. For more information, visit 49ers.com slash season tickets. Um, so currently, according to the odds, because the odds came out for 2021 World Series the day after the 2020 World Series, because obviously, um, 
with our partners uh, for points bet sportsbook right now the giants have an over under 49 win percentage so it's a toss-up for next season but will they be a 500 team in 2021 i think they could be i mean they were they were there this year that's basically the, the kind of baseball they played for most of the year and you know they're close I, I think they had 77 wins last year or something like that so they're close and they're getting Buster Posey back. That's going to help a lot. I, I don't know what he's going to do at the plate. I mean, we saw Crawford and Belt and those guys have late career renaissances. I don't know if Buster is going to be able to mimic that, but it's going to be huge for the pitching staff. It's going to be huge for the bullpen. Um, they need a lot of pitching. Bringing Gostin back would help. Bringing Smiley back would help. Adding beyond that would help. Um, they have a huge hole there. So I think that's going to be the issue, but they showed this year that they can hit better than we ever really expected from this group. And, and that'll keep them around that 500 number, I think. And, and if they can find some more help for the bullpen and, and find some help for the rotation, you know, I, I think they could get there. And I, the division is top heavy, but they always play the Dodgers really tough. And I think the Diamondbacks and Rockies next year are, are going to be in really bad shape. So that's always a chance when you play those teams 18, 19 times to, you know, pile up wins as they did against the Diamondbacks this year. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting NL West. So we can agree if the Giants go out and get some really good starting pitching, that 500 mark could look a little bit more comfortable for 2021. Yeah, I would, you know, I'd be fine betting on that if, if you feel good about the rotation. They are going to get Tyler Reedy back at some point too. So if you feel like they filled the rotation in the offseason, I, I think they can make it through the first couple months and, and then maybe get some reinforcements. Yeah, I think, I mean, every team goes into free agency wanting a starting pitcher, but I feel like the Bay Area teams are kind of in desperate need for just like one solid ace, like change it up, get crazy. Alex, you've been- For what you have across the Bay, so. Yeah, it's just, it'll be, I don't even know what's going to happen, but I think the A's odds, they're pretty good um, and they have them going toward the playoffs again, but I thought that starting rotation was going to be sick heading into the season. Yeah, it was for true. the most part, but we didn't get to see Montes and, and Manaya be the best, uh, but we'll see what happens. But Alex, you were fantastic. Thanks for joining me. And we'll have to bring you back because I love bugging you about all the things. I'll be around. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for listening to the Balk Talk Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe for free on your podcast provider. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.